The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Green scene on The Pat Kenny Show with AIB, working alongside Irish communities towards a low carbon future. We pledge to do more. In the green scene today, the Great Green Wall Initiative in Africa. But first, have you heard of the so-called glass frog? Uh, Can you actually see through a glass frog? Well, we're joined by Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning, Pat. Tell me about the glass frog. Yes, so this is an amazing example of camouflage, which we all know it's usually an animal blending into its surrounding. But the glass frog is a little, it's actually 150 different species of frogs that you can find in Mexico and Central and South America. And yes, you can see through them. So they're not completely transparent, but if you flip them over, their skin and their flesh is quite transparent. You can see their bones, you can see their little hearts beating, you can see their inners. They're quite incredible. And of course, it's very unusual for us to see this kind of thing on land. You know, we're used to seeing transparent creatures like jellyfish or little eels in the sea. But because of the way that light bounces off things and and then we see colour, we don't normally see them on land. So so this is really, really fascinating. And scientists, uh, only last year worked out how they do it. Okay, how do they do it? Well, what they do is something pretty incredible. They actually get about 90% of their red blood cells and they pull them in some way that we don't even know how into their liver. So it's a lot of the red blood flowing through their bodies is what blocks the light from getting through. So they hold these red blood cells in their liver and and they become sort of like frosted glass. They do have little dots of pigment in sort of strategic places to cover their organs because of course we can see their organs and they don't want predators to see that. But this is really interesting because you know we know clotting is a big issue in medicine. They manage to accumulate all their blood cells into their liver without causing a clot and yet they can clot normally if they get mm. a cut. So Now you're camouflaging to get away from a predator. Um, so a proof of how effective it is is how long you yes. escape from that fate. Yes. So how long do they live? So these little frogs can live up to 14 years, which is nearly double what we would expect a, a sort of normal frog to live. So they must be doing something right. Um, so it's a really mm. fascinating example of amazing camouflage and amazing science behind it. Yeah. Um, do they croak like a frog? They don't. They actually whistle. They do a little whistle to attract a mate. So they're really whistling quite frog. unusual. I've often heard whistling frogs. So yes, they may so have been glass ones, which of course I never saw. Yeah, well not <laughs> here, but if you've been in, in South America, um, you might have you other examples of uh, creatures well, with great I, camouflage. I mean, look, c- things like c- caterpillars and stick insects. We know how good they are at, at concealing themselves um, on plants. They they look almost exactly like the plants. But maybe some of the more interesting ones. One of them is the polar bear. Of course, the polar bear we think is white, but actually they actually have black skin and their fur is transparent. And um, so it just looks white to us because of the reflection on the snow. And you'll see they often do look a bit browner or dirtier when you see them outside yeah. of snow. But it's the way our eyes see the light. And of course, one myth about polar bears is that they cover their black noses when they're hunting seals. But in fact, we have no evidence that they do that at all. Now, um, if you want to see a, a colour changing creature, if you're on holidays in Europe, you'll often see chameleons yeah, I mean, that change colour kind of and they do vanish in front of your eyes. They do. And, and, and I suppose they are the masters of colour changing and camouflage. But in fact, we often think they do match to their background, but in fact, they don't. What we realise now is they really change colour to regulate their temperature or to warn other chameleons about danger. Uh, so the kind of myth is that they manage to magically blend in with, with any colour that they're on. They're usually brown uh, and then they, <laughs> they change colour to communicate with each other. Now, your second topic today is uh, Africa's Great Green Wall. What exactly? 
exactly is that? So this is a really ambitious project that started in 20, 2007 and the idea was to build essentially or create a huge forest wall from the west of Africa in sort of Senegal all the way across the widest part of Africa to, to Djibouti and this was to restore the land and the soils which we know are being really affected by desertification the Sahara yeah. Desert is growing we have some of the poorest people on earth here who are finding it harder and harder to create a, have a living in this area so this was developed by the African Union and the idea was to create 100 million hectares of, of a forest and, and usable land uh, and it's in the news this week really because people are worried that it's going off track uh, yeah. you know they're going to need about 44 billion to do it so far only about 2.5 billion has been spent the project and if you don't mind it presumably it degrades again of course it does and, and you know the project is kind of moving into you know groups of you know disconnected gardens as opposed to this idea yeah. of a huge green belt um, so so I think you know it's a really it's interesting I think from an Irish perspective because if you look at some of the countries there so uh, I mean there's some great successes in some of the more politically stable countries uh, you know Senegal um, they've planted already nearly 50,000 acres of trees and some of those are fruit trees they're producing interesting things like gum arabic which is a food preservative it's a really important export crop there and then Ethiopia again really fascinating people may have seen uh, in one day they planted 350 million trees uh, in 2019 so they were sort of the poster child country for for reforestation And vis-a-vis the Sahara where is it? Is it uh, south of the Sahara? I'm trying to get it in my mind's eye If you think about that widest part of Africa it's really stretching from the west to the east there the whole they call it the Sahel region Now of course they are now expanding the project south because of conflict in countries like you know Chad and Sudan it's becoming very difficult to do anything Um, but but again you know in in Ethiopia they've lost about 98% of their broadly their, their native forests and of course that struck me because that's exactly the amount of our forests mm. that we've lost and we have uh, a target though to try and reforest we do and and I think you know we can kind of be inspired maybe if you look to see what these African nations and some of the African leaders are doing trying to recommit to this project they're trying to get the financing in in the most difficult situations I think hopefully it should inspire us to think how we may be in a more stable mm. political environment and in just one Can country we, we must do more get yeah. to almost a fifth of the landmass which is what our target is. Yes. Uh, Dr. Ruth Freeman, Director of Science for Society at Science Foundation Ireland. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.